0: Welcome to the Faith Dialogue Podcast with your host, Pastor Ken Baer. Are you ready to swim in the deep end of the Bible pool or climb to the top of Faith Mountain? If so, open the eyes that see, those ears that hear, and a heart that is receptive. Get your cup of coffee and your Bible as we begin. We talking about traditions, about traditions around your house, what you do, the things that you do around Christmas time. Uh, there are many traditions that have become an integral part of of what we call Christmas. You know, some of them are very easily identifiable. Uh, they're connected to the true meaning of the holiday and they are part of the fabric of the events surrounding the birth of the Christ child. One of the most recognizable symbols that's used in our Christmas cards, our trees, and our decorations are, are stars. You know, stars are, are all around us. Growing up, when I was a, a, a child, Our family Christmas tree always was was topped, adorned with a a star in the very top. Stars are all around us and and you can see them if the night is, if it's dark at night and the sky is clear, you can see the the stars. One of the more famous stars associated with Christmas is of course the Star of Bethlehem. It it has fascinated Bible students as well as astronomers for, for ages, for thousands of years now. They've been trying to figure out what this was. Was it a conjunction of planets? Some say a, a planet, maybe an angel was told by God to light the way to Bethlehem for the Magi and it just appeared as a, as a star. Stars are important reminders to us, even the Psalms tell us about the stars. Psalm 8 says for example, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? or the son of man that you care for him. You know, when God created the heavens and the earth, he created the galaxies and the stars, and he sent them spinning, spinning into space in in astronomical precision. In the book of Genesis, God tells it that the stars and the lights in the sky serve as signs and serve as markers of the seasons and of years. That's Genesis chapter one, verse 14. God designed the universe with, with order and the ancients studied the night sky and they observed the order and the beauty. In uh, the time we've got left, I want to, and before our closing hymn, I want to tell you a story. And it's the story of the stars of Saint John's Church in Lunenburg. My my wife and I got a chance to visit up in Nova Scotia this this last summer. Here's a here's a picture of this this beautiful church. Uh, the church dates back to 1754, making it one of the oldest Protestant uh, uh, churches in, in North America. Um, the second oldest in Canada, the church was designated as a National Historic Site, a World Heritage Site in 1998. The church is beautiful inside and out, and it's been refurbished after a devastating fire back in 2001. With remarkable fortitude, the the church congregation voted to, to spend the money to completely restore the church after the fire, to its original grandeur and and beauty. The church chancel, now the chancel, for those of you that don't speak church, the chancel is the area right around the the front altar, as well as the the ceiling. That's called the chancel. Um, And in the chancel was a beautiful picture on on the ceiling, a motif. It dates back to the early reconstruction of the church back in 1871. The ceiling motif was, was stars, literally hundreds of stars and it appeared constellations as well. There were many pictures that were taken. Here's a, here's a picture of what the stars looked like. And they the people that was responsible for the restoration wanted to get it right. They wanted to be faithful to the what the stars looked like originally. But they also wondered if there was a a story to the stars, if there was a story. Um, The people responsible for the restoration project noticed in the pictures taken before the fire that the distribution of the visible stars was not random. There was a pattern to them. So they consulted an astronomer to take a look if he could provide some insight. Uh, the astronomer was from a local university, a planetarium. He's in charge of the planetarium at a local Canadian university. And as soon as he saw these, these pictures of these stars on the chancel, he immediately recognized it was a constellation. There was a constellation. There, and the constellation is, is called Perseus. Here's a a picture. You can't quite make that out. If it was dark, you could. Perseus, which is an old, one of the ancient constellations. It's it's in the northern part of the the galaxy, northern part of the sky. Uh, It's right next to Andromeda. I don't know much about constellations, but Perseus, I know. He's a hero in Greek mythology. He was the, the guy that ended up killing Medusa. Now, the best chance to see Perseus is in late December. Keep that in mind. Okay, So while the astronomer could map nearly all the stars and the constellations visible in the picture of the church chancel, there was something amiss when they compared it to the pictures. Uh, a modern star panel, a view of the stars at night, showed differences in the relation of Perseus and the other stars and the galaxies that were included in some of the pictures. Starscapes, that's what a sky panel is called, they change over time. See, the ancients believed that the stars were fixed in space. We know now, through our telescopes, that the stars and the constellations are, are constantly moving, just like our own sun and our, and our own planets are, are racing through the universe. The galaxies are all moving. God set them all in order. Suns are in constant motions, each along its own orbital trajectory. The, and The universe is constantly expanding. Modern computer technology, using the math and the laws regarding the movement of panels discovered by a 17th century German astronomer named Johannes Johannes Kepler, is able to reproduce a skyscape at any point in time in the past or in the future. Isn't that amazing? They know, based on the math that the 17th century astronomer has, that they could reproduce what the stars and the planets look like, exactly where the planets will be at any point in the past or in the future. So the people that were restoring the church had a hunch. And they said, use the magic of the computer and reproduce the skyscape on December 25th, either 1 B.C. or 1 A.D. You see, there's no 0 A.D. There's no 0 B.C. So do 1 B.C. or 1 A.D. Well, the results of the computer program blew their mind. It confirmed that the stars were actually aligned nearly perfectly with the nightscape, nightscape 2,000 years before. Now, nearly is the operative word because the astronomer took a look at it and he said there's still something amiss. But what they did is they adjusted the long, latitude, longitude and the latitude to put it back where Nova Scotia is, where the church was located, and everything came into a, to alignment. This is, this is what it ended up. Looking like. This is the map that they actually used to reproduce the starscape on the top of the chancel. You know, astronomers are mystified that the chancel ceiling of St. John's Church could depict with such accuracy the night sky on December 25th over 2,000 years ago. You see, Kepler's law about the planets in motion were known. They go back to the 17th century, but all the calculations had to be done by hand. It would take literally months to be able to calculate where Perseus was in the sky 2,000 years ago. Um, But the math was correct. So it's assumed by many that some of the local fishermen, you see, this is a fishing port, and because these local fishermen were very capable mariners, meaning that they used the stars in order to navigate, were able to come up with the exact star locations. Others believe it was just truly inspired by God, inspired by God. Um, You can go ahead and start passing out the candles. Stars remind us. Stars remind us that God is the creator. And God is in control. Throughout the Bible, stars are often used as a reminder of God's awesome power. In Psalm 19, for example, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. 2,000 years ago, think about it. 2,000 years ago, the shepherds looked up and they saw the stars over Bethlehem. But on that silent night, the darkness suddenly was overcome as the glory of the Lord shone around them. What the scripture says and what the songs say. It had been a silent night, but the silence was broken by the multitude of the heavenly host. So you've got all your candles? Cut the candles, candles come out. Our musicians, our vocalists can get ready. We're going to, to sing our last song, which is Silent Night. There's a little button on the bottom of this. If it hasn't go been ahead turned on, you can switch your light on. So, so Father pray. God, we want to thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving us the greatest gift you ever could the birth of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. We thank you, Lord, that the angel told us, the angels told the shepherds that they would see the child wrapped in claws and lying in a manger, Lord. It was all to fulfill the prophecies that you had given the people of Israel so many years ago. Help us, Lord, to celebrate Christmas in Keep our hearts. Been listening to Be Faith able Dialogue to with Pastor that, uh, Ken Baer, recorded live at Celebrate Seniors, a ministry of faith dialogue. You can listen to or watch all of the recordings at Faith Dialogue by going to www.faithdialogue.org.